Hello and welcome. This is Reverend Mark Bishop, Interim Pastor here at St. Paul United Church of Christ in Wapakoneta, Ohio, where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. We say this because we try to live God's extravagant welcome. You are always welcome to be a part of our family at St. Paul UCC here in Wapak. May God bless us abundantly as we worship together. Thanks be to God. Those of you uh, who know me, know me well, um, know that I usually preach from the gospel, but not today. Today we're going to talk about that first testament, that first witness to God's relationship with humanity, that first covenant, so to speak, the establishment of that covenant relationship, we like to say in the United Church of Christ. And so this morning, before I get started with my sermon, I want, to, I want you all to, to notice that you, you have in your bulletin a loose piece of paper, and we're going to actually be passing the plates to... Uh, uh, collect those at the end of the sermon. We're going to give you a few minutes to fill them out, and then we're going to sing the, the middle hymn uh, as we pass the plate. So you'll have plenty of time to, to fill that out. Uh, the whole point of this sermon is to, as I return as your interim pastor, a lot of the, a lot of the things that an interim pastor does, we've already done. In the first nine months that I was here, we began to clarify our, uh, our procedures and policies, and we were wrestling with uh, 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 the meaning of a deficit budget and trying to figure out the changes that need to be made. And that will continue throughout the fall as we develop an, another budget for next year that's much closer to balanced, and um, there's a lot of ramifications to that, and we'll be talking much more about that uh, this year. But there is something, as I wrestled with and anticipated, uh, you know, you really, it's really not a good thing for a pastor to have three months to think about his first sermon. It really, it was, that part of it was not easy. 
what in the world should I say as we begin our second term of interim ministry together as we make the changes that we need to make to ensure the success when you and you will find a settled pastor. It will happen. It may not happen in our time. It may be frustratingly in God's time. And so we will this year be talking about maybe doing some program things that, that uh, we, ha we really uh, did not do last year. And uh, I don't know what we will be doing. We'll be talking about what is the role of an interim minister who's returning now again. What do you need from me? What kind of ministry do you do you need from me? And it's going to require all of us to, to pray and to imagine what this church needs to be like to proclaim to the world the joy that it is to be a Christian and to join each other in Christian service together like you folks have done with such class and style over the years and such generosity. And um, so we begin the sermon part of this as a way of clarifying this year. We read the story of the Passover meal. And for those of you who have never eaten a Passover meal, it actually is quite an interest of the, the actual foods that are used and the symbolism of them are quite elaborate. And two of them that I want to point out are unleavened bread and bitter herbs are taken. Unleavened bread to remind people of the, 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 the rush and the hurry of getting ready to be liberated from slavery in Egypt. It was at the last minute that it appeared that God was going to do yet one more round of suffering for the proud Pharaoh. And that would be to, for the angel of death to visit Egypt. And so they ate bitter herbs to remember this time of bitter slavery, of bitter treatment, mistreatment. And they were asked to do one simple thing, to sacrifice a lamb and to eat it together with nothing particularly unusual about it. It was just a meal. And yet they were to take some of the blood of the lamb and smear it on the, the edges of the doors and the lentil over top of the door. Now, why did, why did they do that? Often, I don't know about you, but when, when I first heard this story and really got what it was about as a, a young person, I thought, oh my, must have been some, some magic protection of that that blood over the door, the lentil of the door that, that protected the Israelites from that angel of death. 
But I heard somebody say the other day that no, the, the, the blood of the lamb was more about what we do when we hang out an Ohio State flag. It tells people whose team we're on. It wasn't anything magical about the blood. God knows his people without any of those kinds of magical signs. God knows each of us. Each of us. Can you imagine that? God knows each of us intimately and personally. God has a plan for each of you, and God has a plan for the church. Now, that's a little hard to believe when we look out in our bitter herbs and see that our churches are shrinking all over the place, every kind, not just mainline churches, every kind of churches are shrinking. It is a hard and bitter thing for us to wrestle with, isn't it? And so we need to wrestle with that. We are a people who believe that God has a plan and is working it out among us. Now that's not what you hear if you turn on the news doesn't matter what side of the news you you listen to everybody's scared to death and trying to scare you to death that we're in a crisis moment we're we're oh, oh my have you worried about this lately have you worried about that and if we do this we're, it's this is going to happen and oh my the scriptures talk about that as rumors of war rumors 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 and yet in the midst of that, God is working a plan. In the bitterness of slavery, God called this, prepared this man Moses. His whole life he prepared him from, from birth. Took years and years and years to prepare the plan. Lots of bitter herbs for those slaves in the meantime. And so I want to ask you a question. I read a, uh, I, had, I had the uh, rare privilege of, of having as one of my, my teachers when I arrived at Eden Seminary in St. Louis in 1976. Walter Brueggemann was my Old Testament Professor, and you may not have ever heard of him, but he's an amazing Old Testament scholar. And he wrote early in his career a book called The Prophetic Imagination. And I reread that book uh, for the second or third time uh, this summer, and I heard it in a new way. He asked the simple question When did God? free the Israelites from slavery. Now the traditional answer we heard in scripture this morning was that Passover night, the last blow that he dealt to the Pharaoh 
when his son died and he finally relented and said, okay, you Hebrews, get out of here. He wants to challenge that idea to say that, that it's more scriptural to think about it that God freed the Israelites from slavery at the burning bush where he gave Moses his name. This YHWH, I don't know whether you know much about Hebrew, but Hebrew has only consonants, no vowels. And so I put in the, in the scripture this morning the, the, the tetragrammaton, Y-H-W-H, and it's, it's very difficult to translate this name, and I think that's probably God's purpose, because it can mean I was who I was, that is, I was who I was to Abraham from the beginning, I was who I was to Adam and Eve, I will, I am who I am now, like it or not, impatient with me though you be, or not, I am who I am, and I will be who I will be. I am working out a plan for the future. We can count on that. It's a promise. The other thing that Walt Brueggemann um, said that maybe I never heard as a young man when I first read the prophetic imagination, but he says that the freedom, freeing of the slaves of Egypt ha happened with their laments, with their grief, with their crying out to the Lord and say, what do you hear us? What should we do? What can you do for us, O oh, promise-keeping God? It's in our grief that God hears our cries. It's in our laments that our spirits are free to really, really ask God for what we really, really, really need. What is the future of the church? We don't know. Are things really as bad as both sides say? What is our mission now? We don't know a lot of that, do we? So we cry out. And God answers us, hears our cries, and stirs in us an imagination of what it would be like to be free of fear. To be assured that God is working out God's plan with us right here, right now. I think you could be sure of that. 
there are still greater things for St. Paul United Church of Christ to participate in as God calls us and shapes us. With God's help, freedom of fear, from fear can be our way of life. And if we really can live in that peace and joy and celebration, we don't have to worry about our numbers. People are attracted to joy and peace. They want to know, why are you so happy and everybody else is so afraid? They'll ask. You'll have, you'll have the opportunity to have conversations with friends and acquaintances. Even politicians and business people, you know, that, that, that are the shot callers in our society. They're afraid. What we have to offer here is God's promise that the future will be my will, God's will. What do we have to offer as St. Paul? I think we, children's story, I, I, that's going to go down in my memory for forever. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I never, I thought it might, might get through three or four people up here. To, <laughs> I was very astonished when uh, uh, we had some square dancing going on up here, didn't we? <laughs> this church is a church that knows the joy of salvation. The joy of a relationship with God. We know and have a focus around extravagant, abundant welcome because God has first welcomed us. We have an open table. The significance of that should not be overestimated, under, uh, underestimated. We have an open table that regardless of who you are and where you are on life's journey, you are welcome at this table. If you are seeking a relationship with God as revealed through Jesus Christ, We've got a lot to offer the world, and there's probably been, in my lifetime, there's never been a more important time for us to get clear about what we have to offer the world, because the world is wandering around lost and scared. It's not that we have the answers, but we certainly do have the relationship with God that allows us to imagine a time when we're not afraid anymore. When we, maybe if we do this, we'll live with more justice. Maybe if we do that, we'll live with more peace.
God calls us to have a prophetic imagination about what this church can be, what God is saying to the world through us. And so I want to challenge you to take that piece of paper out, and I want you to to affirm what St. Paul has to offer by answering the first question, which says, asks simply, what is it about what we do or believe or a ministry that, that we do or a way we do worship that inspires you and feeds you spiritually? Yeah, you can put two if you have two. <laughs> this is, we're not going to grade this. And then the second question is, the imagining question is, what would you like to see us do more of? What would you like to see us do more of? Or to do that we're not doing? And so just jot down your thoughts. Jot down your thoughts in a moment of prayer. is available on our live streaming page on our website. Uh, you can also open your camera app and scan this QR code to pull up uh, these, these questions online. We pray that you have found blessing and enrichment in joining us for worship today, as we are truly blessed to have you worship with us. Peace and blessings to you, and thank you for joining us today. If you would like to support the ministries of St. Paul United Church of Christ here in Wapakoneta, you can do so in three ways. First, you can mail in your gifts to St. Paul at P.O. Box 147, Wapakoneta, Ohio, 45895. Secondly, you can send your gifts online from our website, stpaulucc.com. Lastly, you can text the amount you would like to give by texting us at 844 971 1800. Come join us again at St. Paul United Church of Christ here in Wapakoneta, where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here.